0: Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
2: Derek Carr back into the gun, backs out, steps up, fire, touchdown, Raiders. Carrier, he did go to one of his tight ends. No doubt about it. Derek Carrier is sixth year out of Fresno State. Yeah, baby. And John Gruden with a big smile on the sideline. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek.
3: Hello, football fans. I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to Studio 66. Welcome to the Dave Damaschek Football Program, presented as always by Head & Shoulders. We have much to discuss, including, unfortunately, what happened up in the East Bay to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, unfortunate for Steelers fans, glorious, I'm sure, for Oakland Raiders fans, including one David Carr, who roots for his younger brother Derek to do well, which Derek did. Much to my chagrin, we'll talk to David Carr about that game and some other things going on in pro football in just a little bit. In the meantime, seated to my immediate left, a Pittsburgh native. So we're lousy with uh, Pittsburgh natives here in Studio 66 right now. He is uh, he's a longtime Steeler, played for the Giants, played for the Bears. And uh, it's Ryan Mundy. What's happening, man? What's
4: up? What's up? How happy? are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, as we were just talking about, I'm just happy to be in the sunshine right now.
3: Yeah, you escaped Chicago. Chicago I did. and uh, yeah. By the way, I want to make a quick mention to you too. We're uh, we're doing the gangbuster stuff here with the DDFP this week. We had Bill Burr on Monday's show, so make sure you go back and listen to that one. And then coming up, we have the picks for a pivotal week 15. We're getting to I, I people overuse the phrase. It's a must win game. Yeah, or we're getting awfully close to must win games here. Yeah, for teams like your Pittsburgh Steelers.
4: Yeah, I mean you know Coach Tomlin used to always say December football is a little bit different. The stakes are a lot higher. And last time I checked, it is December. Mm -hmm. uh, And now teams are gearing up. You got to start building that momentum to head into the playoffs. Uh, Hopefully, for my Pittsburgh Steelers, they can turn things around and and move into the right direction. But I think they're on a three-game losing streak right now which is not good momentum, uh, but they still have an opportunity to go out there and do what they need to do.
3: Well, what do you think about? Let's I guess let's start there. It makes uh, too much sense to go away from uh, your, like I say, a Pittsburgh native, and then uh, you got to play for the for the Steelers. But uh, first of all, a little detour up to Ann Arbor, Michigan, for uh, for for four <laughs> years of matriculation. But yeah. uh, what was that like to? Um, was that meaningful to you? Did you grow up a, a fan of the Steelers? Yeah. Yeah,
4: I mean, I, you're from Pittsburgh, and you know how it is. Like, you really don't have much of a choice. When you're born in Pittsburgh, like, they give you a terrible towel at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was a little bit rebellious as a kid. Uh, I'm sometimes anti and everybody goes right, I go left. Um, so, like, my favorite teams growing up, well, I didn't necessarily have favorite teams, but I had favorite players. So, like, Deion Sanders and Terrell Davis and Barry Sanders, those those were, like, my favorite players.
3: I'm not familiar with those names in particular. Yeah, I
4: mean, there were some guys who just, okay. you know, went on. I'm sure, the they, were yeah, I'm sure yeah, they were fine. I'm sure they were very good. Yeah, I think they ended up with some raggedy gold jacket or okay. something like okay, that.
3: Okay, yeah, uh, whatever their fashion yeah, yeah, choices, yeah. that's their yeah. business.
4: Yeah, for sure, right? I mean, who really wants a gold jacket mm-hmm. at the end of
3: the day? I mean, what? What's it go with, really? Yeah, nothing. Well, Absolutely. unless you're wearing black and then back to the Steelers. Uh, so.
4: Yeah, yeah, that works.
3: Um, so you didn't necessarily grow up a Steelers fan. So it wasn't a dream come true or what? I mean, obviously oh, no, you it, hear the name was. called. And- it
4: absolutely was. So as you mentioned, coming out of high school, I went to, and I have to just shamelessly plug my high school, Whitland Hills High School. Um, oh, we'll get to your high school in just oh, there a little we bit.
3: We're going to do some. what we're, oh, uh, we're, we're doing we've got full a game spectrum. played, yeah. Okay,
4: okay, great. Yeah, so uh, quick stop in uh, Ann Arbor, four years there. And then I played in West Virginia uh, for a graduate year. And then I come home. And get drafted in the sixth round, 194th pick to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then to cap it off, we won a Super Bowl that year. So, I mean, I couldn't have dreamt that up, or had you know, came out to Hollywood and asked somebody to write a movie script with that. That was amazing uh, to come home, be drafted home, and then to win a, a Super Bowl, um, you know, in front of my family, friends, and everybody who helped me along the way. It was it was truly magical.
3: Were you on the field for the
4: James Harrison touchdown? I was not on the field. Oh no, uh, I was not a contributor at all in that game. I was along for the ride um but you know just being in that environment it, as a rookie and particularly on that team where we just had such legendary type players uh really i think laid a solid foundation for me to yeah
3: you're to backing throw. up uh, a guy who's gonna get a gold jacket uh, troy palomalu and ryan clark gold
4: jacket stuff again
3: yeah <laughs> one of the nastiest hitters uh, that i've ever watched uh, yeah. ryan clark so two guys uh, that were probably good for you to learn from i imagine
4: yeah absolutely um you know i sat this close, close to Troy and that close to Ryan on a daily basis. And, um, you know, that, a, again, was a great opportunity for me just not only to learn how to be a good football player, but just to learn how how to be a good man. Right. Those are two outstanding individuals.
3: Boy, I, I mean, Ryan Clark is really one of the great fellows that I've right. uh, come across Incredible. in the last decade or so of uh, working in pro football. And Troy Palamalu, sneaky sense of humor. That's what people yeah, don't know about you. him,
4: right? He'll definitely get you. Yeah, Troy is uh, the silent assassin or, or and or the silent comedian, for sure.
3: Yeah, that's right. Um, So Mike Tomlin is really um, on the banks of the three rivers this week, really getting it from the fans, from even Rocky Blyer, Steelers legend, saying that he's done with this team. Wow. And, uh, you know, a lot of noise wow. about Coach T. And this happens to any guy who hangs around long enough. You yeah. know, if you're if you're a head coach for long enough, people are going to start calling for your head. Right. Where do you come down on Mike Tomlin, the head coach?
4: No, I'm a firm believer in Coach Tomlin. And I think, you know, he has the goods to right the ship. Um, but those guys, I think they really need to buy in. And they have to cancel out the outside noise and start to get into the foxhole and say, look, man, we only have a handful of games left uh, in this season. And this will define our legacy moving forward so uh i'm still always going to be w- there with those guys and it's funny that you say rocky because we were all actually in pittsburgh last week celebrating uh, right. super bowl 43 anniversary and also it was great to celebrate the super bowl uh, super bowl 13 anniversary with those guys so you know got to see rocky and all those guys and unfortunately we lost that game um but yeah i i think those guys still have an opportunity to do what they need to do and you know, winning cures all. And so, like, if you could go out there and take care of business and make the playoffs and anything can happen.
3: What do you think, though, about specifically, this is not the same, uh, you know, uh, all games that you need to win are not created equal. I would not want to have a game that you got to get. And have it be Tom have it be against Belichick and Tom Brady. That's a tall task. Yeah, that is a very tall task. Why is it? or is it is it the scheme you were there with uh, Dick LeBeau? Is it a matter that Brady and Josh McDaniels and beyond just understand that basically spread out the Steelers with what they want to do? I know that they're not playing the LeBeau scheme so much as they are um, Tomlin's Tampa Two right. style. But what is it that allows Brady to vanquish the Steelers so consistently?
4: Um. You know what? I would challenge that statement consistently because when I was on the team, I think we fared pretty well against them. Uh, but just overall, I mean, Tom is an incredible talent, and their scheme, it goes well against man, and it goes well against zone. So it's kind of like you're damned if you do, you're hmm. damned if you don't. And then you add in some like freakish athletes like Gronk and then some nice plug-and-play guys that they've been able to insert over the years that know the system and can go out there and execute the system. It makes it really difficult
3: um is there uh do you have your eye on a team do you like as a guy who played on the back end of defense do you like seeing or are you annoyed by what the chiefs have been able to do basically an unstoppable offense for the vast majority of 2018 uh, are they the team that you're looking at, Chargers, or is it more now as we see the Bears rising back up defensively right. and the Seahawks and so on?
4: Yeah, I, I think all those teams are, are uh, really strong contenders this year. Uh, I'm a big fan of what the Chiefs are doing. And that Mahomes throw, the no-look throw, did you see that? I saw I mean, it, yes. Really? Like That Crazy. guy is amazing. That was in a game. That was, you know? that was in a real-life game. Mm-hmm. And a, uh, people don't understand how – impressive that play was uh guys can't even do that in practice with no defenders on the field let alone in a game in a real life situation uh, i do like the charges though they are, like, really sneaky, mm-hmm. and I told guys last week when we were at the game, I was like, you know what, watch out for these guys, you know, because nobody's really talking about them. Uh, they're playing second fiddle here in L.A. to the Rams, but they are quietly, you know, climbing the ranks. Oh, they,
3: I'm with you. They are I,
4: very strong contender
3: I said in in uh, in August, in fact, I said it's going to be the Rams and Chargers and now all in the Super Bowl, and now all of a sudden, I feel a little more confident in the Chargers getting there than the Rams, given the the performance up in Chicago. Is that attributable to just the cold, or is it at this point in the season that this is where – every NFL team has shown what they have in the playbook, and now all the defenses have gotten a good look at what that looks, what what teams uh, tendencies are, and now the defenses start to catch up.
4: Yeah, I think it's a mixture of both, and then I'll just throw in a wild card there. I just don't like West Coast teams traveling to the East and playing Mm. games. (laughs) So I'm always betting against that. Um, But yeah, I I think the Bears are in a really good groove now defensively. Uh, Offensively, I think they still have some retooling to do. Trubisky, obviously, is coming back from in So he's kind of shaking some rust off. And uh, I I seen a a tweet uh, from like their last five touchdowns. And it's just like a hodgepodge group of guys. And even on Sunday, like their only touchdown in the game was to an offensive lineman. Mm -hmm. I don't know how sustainable that is moving forward. But it was nice to see Jordan Howard in the ground game getting going. Um, But uh, going back to the defense, I mean, those guys are literally lights out. So that for me as a defender. Yeah. I mean, that's particularly awesome. And when I was with the Bears, we were got awful on defense so it's really great to see uh, don't talk Chicago. bad
3: about yourself like that but really <laughs> but for real though isn't it crazy that the story has been including 54 51 just a month ago out here isn't it funny now that the, as you look specifically at the NFC, mm-hmm. Seahawks, Cowboys and Bears are all about their defenses before you talk about their offenses. And really with the Cowboys, it's all about Zeke, that complimentary style and mm-hmm. dominate, spin the clock and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Is that is this a battle for the soul of pro football going forward now? Does the defense need to to rise up or do you think ultimately in what's been predominantly the year of the offense, that the offenses will end up winning out in Super Bowl Well, you know, the
4: adage is, like, you know, defense wins championships, Mm -hmm. and I still believe that to be true. But in this day and age in NFL football, um, you know, you you need to be able to score 30 points to win a game. That's just my personal belief, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is, you know, going back to the Bears, they need to figure out how to score 30 points if they really want to be a strong contender for the Super Bowl. Um, But, yeah, I mean, the Cowboys, I'm – really impre- impressed with their defense. Uh, that game versus the Saints, they were playing some physical football out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jalen Smith was out there flying around. And it was good to see, you know, like that old school hard hitting football. Uh, so I think, you know, we're, tr- we're figuring out what the new landscape looks like in the NFL, uh, particularly with some of these rules that are uh, put in place so that offenses, off- offenses can score points. Um, but yeah, I, I think defensive coordinators will continue to adjust and will just continue to evolve.
3: Yeah, it really was uh, sort of sad the uh, the way the Rams looked on uh, on uh, up in Chicago. It just looked like they were so you know SoCal surfer boys, completely cause out of their miss. element. <laughs> they they did not like being in the cold at all. Yeah, and, it was a little nasty. But maybe the football gods will reward them for their success this season and just make it so that they don't have to go up north. That's the way it's shaping up is that they're going to be able to dodge that same thing for the Saints this year. It's mm-hmm. likely that they're either going to be playing a title game in the, in the Dome in New Orleans or yeah. out in sunny uh, SoCal. So.
4: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that will bode well for both of those teams. But um, you know, And I think in addition to that, uh, Soldier Field is just a nasty surface. And I think that throws a lot of teams off. That's it's not, way. Uh, that's that, not really talked about.
3: And it's also, uh, people don't realize that it, it it when you're right next to that lake like that, it's a for real 25 degree difference versus like a mile further inland, it's right? Very real. It's so much that colder. Wind is coming off. If you see 35 degrees, yeah. it feels like it's about like five degrees. Yeah.
4: And then I think, you know, the psyche of the windy city mm-hmm. is, it plays a lot into it. So guys are like, oh man, Chicago's cold. And that, yeah, it's not. Terrible, and the windy city actually has nothing to do with the wind in Chicago, but you know I think that's that's a big part of it as well.
3: Well, who knows his history? Yes, that was attributed to turn of the century politicians for being windbags. Yeah. Although, then I've recently been reading that that's the myth, and it is <laughs> on, at least in part owed to the physical wind that whips. I mean, through there's the a city. lot of truth
4: to that because that wind does come off of the lake pretty strong.
3: Oh, if you're shopping on uh, at, the on the Miracle Ave? Mile, yeah. yeah. If you're out there right now, yeah, it, it stings. Yeah. That that. Whether no that that wind will just uh, go right through you? Absolutely, no chance. Now you uh, you matriculated like we say in part up in uh, Ann Arbor. What are your thoughts on Jim Harbaugh?
4: Yeah, I think uh, this was definitely an improvement for them this year, um, but there was still a a, a a bad start to the season and a bad end to the season. Mm-hmm. So those two games in the middle, those two two must wins versus Penn State and Michigan State, those were. Uh, down years for I think both of those programs so you know we'll give them some credit for that but we need that win versus Notre Dame and we need that win versus Ohio State
3: that's the biggest thing right and the we need those we we have to have those for sure so what do you think so Jim Harbaugh please come back in 2019 or it's like all right you've had a long time and it doesn't take five years anymore to build a big-time college program certainly with the pull to recruit that uh, that Michigan has and by the way maybe answer it from both sides does Michigan want him back and do you suspect deep down that Jim Harbaugh is really hankering to get back to the NFL?
4: Uh, I don't suspect the latter. And I oh, do, really? No, I, I don't. Um, I think and I do believe that Michigan wants him back. And then I always put it in terms like this. What is the alternative? That's uh, a great point. You know, so if you don't want Jim Harbaugh there and fans are calling for his job winning, who are you going to go out there and get? Right. There's no real like coaching tree. Like, Oh, like this is a top tier coach. Let me go pick one off of this tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's really not a strong alternative out there right now. Uh, but I think 2019, hopefully those guys, you know, Don Brown has been doing an excellent job with the defense. Although I think they need to start implementing a little bit more zone coverage. Cause those guys played man to man the entire season. And that was exploited versus Ohio state. And he didn't really give those guys a break, calling some zones to kind of, you know, give them a breather instead of chasing mm-hmm. guys down all day. Um, But yeah, they're a talented team. They have a great coaching staff, and now, and and I was talking about this last night with a buddy. I don't know what it is that really gets us over the hump. I think they need some guys from the other side of the tracks uh, with a little bit of moxie, a little bit of edge uh, to them to maybe mix up the locker room a little bit. That I think that would help um, because Michigan is traditionally known as like a, you know, like a up type school a little bit. Uh, and there, I think there's a little bit of arrogance associated with the program. But hopefully, you know, we could turn it around in 2019, and I'm a full believer in it.
3: Oh, there are a couple guys with, uh, with, with whom you're familiar named Maurice Jones-Drew and Ike Taylor who will tell you repeatedly that you need a little bit of nasty in you the need locker a little room to get bit over nasty. the hump. You need a that being said, money. let's say the Cleveland Browns call Jim Harbaugh. And say, listen, we got the this kid who looks good as a QB. You can take him to the next level. And, uh, you know, we want you to be the man here in uh, Cleveland for the next few years. Would Jim Harbaugh say no to that? That's a, I, that's the best situation I can come up with. I'm trying to think of another good spot that you'd want to land in if you're a, a, a big name head coach.
4: Yeah, I I, I think he says no. Really, I do think he says no.
3: All right, we'll see. Well, I'm hoping he says no. Selfishly, that's what he's already announced. He said he's he's staying at Michigan, but I I don't know, man. I just feel like five. You know, what's it been five years for him up there?
4: Yeah, yeah, close to it. I think it. it he's going into five.
3: Oh, he's. It, we'll
4: put it like this. You know, from a competitive standpoint, when you go back to your alma mater and you don't and you set goals and you don't really accomplish those goals and then you just kind of leave for greener pastures, I don't know if that would sit well with him as a man.
3: I hear you completely on that. But I I also think he probably feels like, man, I've left some meat on the bone up in uh, the NFL as well.
4: Yeah, sure. I mean, either way, there's meat on the bone in at, at Michigan, or there's meat at, on the bone in the NFL. But again, selfishly, I hope he sticks around because I do think they're really close to turning the corner.
3: That's interesting that you say selfishly because I would not, but because you, you also point to the two uh, losses in the big rivalry games. That that is interesting to me, like how I would how that would sit with me if I were. A, uh, a Michigan guy that, you know, he can't. But, but then again, Herb's gone. By the way, do you just, uh, you know, take a, a swing at it and we'll see Urban Meyer goes to the NFL, not to college. He's not retired no matter what. He can say he's retired. I think it sounds if, good. What about this? Belichick wins the Super Bowl this year. Then he says, now I have nothing left to do. Hey, Herb, you're my friend. I'd like you to take over because Josh McDaniels is moving on to wherever he's moving on to this mm-hmm. offseason.
4: Mm-hmm. Do you think he's a an NFL head coach? I don't know if he's
3: I kind of do. I don't really? know. Well, because I, I don't know. I know that a year removed from whatever happened at Ohio State, you know, in the off say, you know, all the the ugliness there. I don't know that even a big name program is going to want to associate, you know, maybe a year will that, uh, that stuff will I'm die down a little bit, a little bit yeah. but I think he would be better off going to the NFL because he won't have to answer that stuff as much as he would if, if he's now yeah. taken over for another group of I 18 mean, year old kids.
4: I wouldn't blame him if he made that jump, but I could see the Nick Saban scenario replaying itself over and over again. Hmm. Well, over again, for sure. Ah, yeah.
3: won't be able to elevate that. You know,
4: you got to take that shot, right? And it, you, you'll you never know until you actually take that shot. And if you take that shot and you fail, then you fail.
3: What does that say about a guy that he can succeed in college, but it doesn't elevate to the pros? Is that a scheme thing? Or is that that you don't know how to relate to 28-year-old millionaires as well as you do to 19-year-old kids?
4: Uh, I think it's more relatability type thing. Um, when you're talking to 18-, 19-year-old kids, as opposed to talking to a 30-year-old, eight-year NFL veteran. That's a very different dynamic. And, um, you know, I think that's the biggest driver. Schematically, you know, football is pretty much football. And the biggest difference is just levels of execution. So the guys in the NFL do what the guys in college do, but they do it at a much proficient and efficient level. Um, So, yeah, I I just think it's just the interpersonal skills and, and like, having the command of a room, NFL locker room is much different than having the command of a... So, in
3: other uh, words, you really... have that you you'd be a more compelling not compelling bob knight is an interesting figure yeah but i you know he wouldn't translate if he's if he's talking to if you he's can't. talking to the golden state warriors they'd be like hey listen we got this you know we'll, we'll, we'll take care of business yeah please stop yelling yeah you know? no no don't throw a chair yes right
4: yeah don't throw Where, a
3: chair. so in a way you would say you're a more grounded uh you know sort of soul right if you can relate to if you're Joe Tory for the Yankees relating to the millionaires, I don't know. What, what does that say about you? You want to be in a position where you're empowered to, you know, if you're a college, if you're Nick Saban, mm-hmm. those kids can't really yap back at you.
4: No, they can't. Um, or their scholarship will likely be ruined. Re- right. uh, so that's an interesting uh dynamic to think about that power dynamic and maybe that's an ego thing i don't know or yeah. maybe that's a skill set thing like i just relate better to people in this demographic in this type of situation and there's no right answer to that but you need to figure out what works for you
3: yeah i you wouldn't know? want to um I, I i always say i would rather be a an nfl head coach although you're more likely to get fired more quickly but um i wouldn't also want in january and february to have to be going on those recruiting yeah things. i mean, would stink.
4: Rec- recruiting is so Different now. I mean, guys go on these trips and they do like these photo shoots yeah. at every school they go to. hey,
3: know, head up to Saginaw. There's a uh, a blue chipper up there. Nah, one of you guys. I don't want to. Yeah, snowy and cold. Yeah, I'm not that interested. It's a
4: different landscape, and you know, when you add in social media, it's just it's yeah. different
3: just drive over. It's like three hour drive snowy in the hills, but he's in Altoona. It's going to be worth the drive coach. Nah, nah. I'm nah good. just uh, if he doesn't want to cut, just let him know we're interested if yeah. he wants to show up in August. We'll be ready for him. Hey, uh, we want to play a quick game. Uh, we're talking recruiting and all that. You were a, a blue chip guy yourself uh, in Pittsburgh, PA as a, uh, as a uh, high school kid. Tell us though quickly about uh, swizzle. What do you got going there? You play. So you, you spend your time, you go to Michigan and you yeah. go to West Virginia and then you go to Pittsburgh and then then you go to the giants you go to the bears iconic organizations right. throughout now you have your own
4: yeah yeah so uh swizzle is a a response to the the massive uh plastic straw ban that's going on across the country, and when you ban something, you need to think about, again, what's the alternative? And it's a very simple uh, entrepreneurial solution, and I saw it in the news headlines, well, you know, plastic straw ban here, plastic straw ban there, well, what are they replacing it with? And so Swizzle, we started. We have a B2C offering where we have two stainless steel straws, one cleaning brush, and an eco-chic, eco-friendly type case. Uh, we have a catalog of maybe about a million different prints and designs, so it's a nice little, like, fashion piece you could pull out of your bag, or women your purse and say like, oh, look at my nice little straw. Ooh, I like that. That's clever. You carry it it with a traveling one. Yeah, carry carry it on your person. Uh, And it's a new behavior, but we've seen a great response with that. And then on the flip side, we do have a B2B offering where we sell uh, paper and also PLA, which is made of cornstarch and or sugarcane at scale. So right now our uh, paper straw capacity sits at – around 100 million straws per month and we're trying to sell to restaurants hospitality groups nfl stadiums uh and across the board so if you serve a drink you're a potential customer
3: wow best wishes with that that's uh that's clever and that does i I mean not to have a political discussion or anything whatever side of the thing you're on when they talk about uh you know global warming and all that it it does seem to me yes these these sorts of industry this industry is available to anyone who can come up with how to fill that vacuum like you say we can't do it this way anymore right we have to figure out a new way to do it and that is going to create presumably industry and uh, absolutely ryan monday's in on it
4: yeah absolutely uh- in Chicago last uh, month during the midterm elections, there was a referendum on the ballot where voters were able to weigh in on whether or not they wanted a plastic straw ban, and uh, I think it was around over 60% of voters said that they are in favor of a plastic straw ban. So people are speaking, people are more aware uh, and, and of their consciousness and their and their footprint uh, here on earth, and they're they're just trying to make it a better place.
3: I love it. Okay, we're going to do a game here, but quickly, before we go to the game now, I, I just uh, am thinking about the triangle of cities that you... Uh, you, you played in in the NFL which city has the best pizza win place show <sighs> Mineo's and ILO's oh, in Pittsburgh Mineo's wow it's very good and then you have the New York Mineos? Giant Cuts wow And then in Chicago, you have the deep dish. I'm not a deep dish guy. Okay, so that's that's last.
4: That is an awful experience to
3: eat a pizza. Wow, I mean, that's a little bit too much. An awful experience, but it's too much. I am not a fan. You can't eat it. The thing about pizza is, is that you can eat it every day, but not deep dish pizza. No. Yeah. No. And that's you can only have exactly. one slice of deep that's dish right. pizza. And it's touristy anyway. Yeah, like very that's much so. it's something you do, it's a novelty, but people from Chicago don't sit around and eat uh, deep dish pizza. No,
4: it's team. not a thing. Right. It's definitely not a thing.
3: Best kind of uh wiener. Chicago. Chicago's got the best wiener. Yeah. Mundy is wrong. Hotillos? about that. Yeah, but they do I, I on, don't Portillo's? like I don't like the uh I don't like it when they t- you know, steamed is okay. But boiled wieners, I don't like. I like it grilled. Yeah, you know, oh, like sure. the O. You yeah. ever go to the O? Yeah, get some okay. fries.
4: Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's the- I never, but I never got a hot dog at the O. I would always get fries.
3: Okay, you would always get the fries with the always. gravy.
4: Oh no, cheese. Oh, you didn't
3: get the gravy. Oh, the cheese is yeah. good, but you know what? Next time you go there, I want you to try this. Get some vinegar. Get the malt vinegar on there. Then I want you to get the gravy. And then when you come back down from cloud nine, I want you to shout <laughs> to the heavens, "Thank you, Dave Damish wherever you are."
4: Right on. I got you. For sure. Yeah. All right. I'm not a gravy guy,
3: though. Best. You don't like gravy? No. What the hell do not like gravy? I don't think gravy is celebrated enough in our society. You know what? We could, there would be a, a lot, you could a take a lot of average food and make it sing with gravy. If gravy were more prominent and like, if it was just a gravy thing Gravy like, doesn't have a taste. They could just say.
4: Gravy is just like this bland, ugly looking thing that you just kind of put it like... Gravy is kind of unnecessary, really.
3: I... I mean, I don't even know what this, uh, (laughs) this conversation has gone off the rails and fast. All right, let's get, uh, I want to play a game with you now, because like I say, you, you know, high school football, it's no secret to anybody in football. America is very important to the people on the banks of the three rivers. So many legends have come off of those banks, specifically a QB Best best in the country. It's weird too, because people don't throw the ball around in, in Western PA football necessarily. And yet, it's yielded the most mm. Hall of Fame QBs, yep. it, you know, by by far and away, I would think. Sure. Um, all right. Emma VP, We're going to play a game here behind the glass there. Ryan Mundy. See, now you're a Woodland Hills Wolverine. Um Legend and uh, recruited heavily across the land. Like we say, you went to Michigan blue chip recruit behind the glass. There is our own Kent Brown. He's a producer. He is a Pittsburgh high school savant Uh in this way. I'm going to give you guys both some names here. Okay. And whoever shouts out uh, the correct answer. First, I'm going to tell you some NFL football players, or maybe at least college players here. MOVP has put together a list here for us. Of uh, some of those names, and uh, whoever can tell me which where this guy went to Pittsburgh area high school first, okay, will get the point. All okay. right, now Perfect. if you're ready with your answer, uh, hello to you, Kent Brown. How are you? Well, I'm I'm excited to see how this <laughs> plays out here. Um, I want right, you Kent. you yell out Kent Brown when you are ready to answer. You yell out uh, former Steelers quarterback Bubby Brister. Just yell out Bubby. Bubby. And then, uh, well, Ryan then. Mundy, I want you to don't shout out. Don't give
4: me out, Neil O'Donnell. Please don't give me Neil.
3: At 95 Super I Bowl do that. Still I, scars I, I, me. I like you too much. You, please. Listen, I'm <laughs> sick. The mention now has upset me almost as much as Larry you talk Brown. about Chicago Larry winners. Larry Brown. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Two picks. We don't need that. We don't, don't need that ugliness right now. Yeah. Um, come on, Monday. I already went there with the gravy. Monday, when you are ready to with an answer, I want you to shout out uh, former Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver in the '80s, six foot eight, Ouija Thompson. You yell out Ouija. So, Bubby for Kent. You, Monday. You yell out Ouija. Got it. First name on the list. Here we go. Went to Notre Dame. Went to uh, uh, San Francisco. Won some Super Bowls. Finished Bobby. off with the chief, with the Chiefs. The name is Joe Montana. Yes, Kent Brown, Ringgold. Did you know that one, Monday? I did. You knew that one. Yeah, but you were saying like yeah, that's a, you I was were like, a little I, I was early for, there. Like, that's true. Kent. No, you, you tell cool, man? I
1: hear San Francisco and Notre well, it's Dame. I'm like, not, it's kind of like it's kind of like Jeopardy.
3: He didn't wait to the end of the. He end. didn't wait, and I feel okay. I feel that Got there it. should be no point allowed on that one because I uh, you then again in the vacuum of law, you know, there were no laws set forth. Yeah. So maybe, you know what? I'm going to say zero. That was a warm up. Okay. warm up. You got to wait until I say the last name. Then you can, then you can speak. All right. Ready? Here we go.
4: Or how about you just say the name? Cause I don't know if we need all I these contexts. I like context. that idea. Well, we yeah. We don't need like college or professional. I, I,
3: what I don't just need is the all name. the help. I think I'll, I'll take care of how we'll do it. All right. I'll, I'll do it the way you want. Cause you're the guest Monday. Ready? Here we go. Ready? I was about to go into a whole soliloquy about how he went to Alabama and played for women. Okay. No. Joe Namath. Uh, I was supposed to Bobby. say Ouija. Oh, okay. Yeah, you were, but you jumped. I thought you just scolded Kent Brown for jumping the gun. Then you just jumped the gun. Ready? Okay. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Let's do we it both again. Jumped it. Joe Namath. Bobby. Ouija. Do you want me to be a gentleman, Kent Brown and allow sure. our guests to try it? Beaver Falls. M O V P.
1: That's yep. r- and that is
3: right. Oh, do we have the? Uh, give us the ding so we get so it sings. There we go. Yes. Next up, here we go. So Monday up by one. All right, here we go. Next up, Danny Marino. Oh, Ryan Mundy got that one in. Go ahead. Central Catholic. Oh my goodness! I can't believe it, Kent Brown. You're getting whipped. Fun. I got, well, I got Joe Montana, but you didn't give it to me. No. Should be two one. <laughs> <Come> <laughs> yeah, on. but Kent Brown. You know what? Now you're seeing what it, what a, what a pro hey. athlete's quickness is all about. Quick twitch. Get we'll with see. it, Kent Brown. We'll see. Fun, fun fact: I went to Central Catholic my freshman year too. Is that true? Absolutely. The Vikings. Yep. Yeah. In Oakland. Yeah, they had the nice horns on their purple hats. Yeah. Here we go. Another legend. They're all legends. Ditka. We Wow. He's Kent Brown. Monday's getting you. Alequippa. That's correct. That's where my uh, where my mother was from. From say was Wasn't allowed growing up. Wasn't allowed to play with Ditka and his older brother because they used to when uh, girls would get up on the jungle bars. They would pull underpants down. That's oh. true. I asked the uh, or uh, wow. a, uh, a friend of mine once asked uh, Ditka about that, and he confirmed. Yep, that's true. That sounds like me. Is what they said. <laughs> that's what he said. So, all right. Come on. Dignity.
1: Dignity, <laughs> Kent Brown. Okay. Unitas. Bobby. I gave it to him. Saint <laughs> Justin's went to the same high school as my grandfather.
3: This all right. Well, good for you. But this gets you go. better rally here. Here we go. I'm gonna say it the correct way, the Pittsburgh way. Tony Dorset. Bobby. Tony Dorset? Hope well. That's correct. All right. Now we got it. We're tied. Yeah, we're
4: tied. If we are tied, but in theory, I feel like we both could say Ouija and Bubby before you even. You
3: know all that you've known all these so
4: far. Pretty yeah. He I
3: knew know Saint you're Justin's. Gonna... Huh? He knew Saint Justin's? I didn't know that one. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That that would have surprised me.
3: Here we go. Revis. Bubby. I mean. Bubby. <laughs> 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 <Hey, hey, laughs> Bubby. <laughs> he no. Monday beat you. Aliquippa. That's correct. All right. So three two Monday. Here we go. Curtis Martin, Bobby. Kent Brown, Alder Dice. Did you know that one? I did. You knew the dice. All yeah, right. my uncle coached him. Oh, really? It's mm-hmm. neat. Aaron Donald. Who? I, I too close to call. MVP.
0: I think that one was Kent.
3: Kent. Penn Hills. State champions. He didn't that's, know
1: that. Uh, did you know that? I hated Penn Hills growing up. They were our enemies. And like Penn Hills is funny because that's the school, and you can probably vouch for this. They're the best at everything until about ninth or tenth grade, and then they fall apart in high school all the oh, time. Yeah. We whip them in every like every year. sport.
3: We used to always go to the uh, to the Pizza Hut right there. You know, right right off Road Eye Road. Right up off of Road I Road. Take the right at the top oh, yeah. of Road Eye Road. There's that Pizza Hut. They had the. It was like the old school Pizza Hut too. Not like a delivery only place. Like it was a sit down yeah, restaurant. They had a great. Uh, they had a great salad bar. Remember that? Yeah. I
4: actually I was in China a few weeks ago. Pizza Hut is still like a fine dining establishment over there.
3: That's right. Growing up, that's yeah. exactly it's what it was. Weird. <laughs> The buffets, they always the, had the lunch. Fine dining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the eastern suburbs of uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, it was fine dining out there as well. Next up, Jason Taylor. We oh, Ryan. right, well, let's go. Woodland Hills High School. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he better get that one.
3: <laughs> did you go there? Did you think Michigan or was it? were you thrown by the helmets being the same at uh, Woodland Hills as they are at uh, Michigan?
4: Um, no, I always just had an affinity, one for Charles Woodson. That was like a legendary Uh type moment. And then my really good friend, uh, Steve Breston went there the year before and kind of blazed the trail. And I was like, oh, Steve's there. It kind of makes it an easy transition. So
3: how come guys don't, you know, it is sad. Why don't they go to Pitt anymore?
4: You know what? I say if everybody from Pittsburgh would have went to Pitt, that's right, we would have probably had a national championship. That's I so believe right. That wholeheartedly,
3: I don't understand why. See, you've been in all three of those cities. In Pittsburgh, this would be true about football, and in uh, basketball, it would be true in Chicago and New York City. They need to get a head coach, and Chris Mullen is now up there in uh, New York City, and he should just announce, "I am not recruiting anyone." Who's, who lives more than 30 miles from where I stand right now? And if you are from anywhere inside of that radius and dis, and think about going anywhere other than here, right. then you are a traitor to your city, <laughs> right? Yeah. A DePaul guy in Chicago, the DePaul head coach could do the same thing. Like, yeah, yeah I'm no only recruiting Chicago. No yeah.
4: Right? Yeah. Walt Harris did not do a good job of that. But <laughs> even in spite of it, like Pitt consistently puts out, like, not only first-round draft picks, but like legendary type guys I Ray know, Aaron Donald, Revis—like those guys are legendary.
3: Shady McCoy.
4: Shady, right? Very good players.
3: On and on the list goes. Very I good mean, it's embarrassing, but and yet they struggle to go seven and six every year. Okay, so there we're we we're back to it. Does anybody have the score at this point?
1: I think you were doing the score.
3: He's ahead by one. <laughs> Levar Arrington, Ouija. North Hills. Whoa, Kent Brown, are you just broken now emotionally or what? He was a little Not off. Not at all. Why? Okay, well, I don't know what uh, what strategy you're employing here. It's time to get with it, friend. <laughs> We're in the fourth quarter of this game. Gronk. We- G. Oh, Kent Brown. Woodland Hills. Correct. You got to give that one to me. Well, listen, you got to win it for yourself, Mundy. That's my high school, though. Well, all right. Well, what's the what? I have to kiss you into that one because you, you're supposed to say that. Here we go. Terrell Fire. Mondays, the gamesmanship, saying it before I can even get a Terrell Pryor.
1: Yeah, I uh, played against him in high school. It wasn't fun.
3: Leon Hart. G- Ouija
1: Oh, come on. Willing
3: Hills. <laughs> no, 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 you're wrong. Oh! Hills. Turtle, or Turtle Creek. Turtle ah! Creek High School. Yeah. Have ever no, ben oh, All right, ah. this one. Is for all the marbles. The marbles. Here we I don't. I, no, no other name matters anymore. I always like that in game shows when they do that. Like you play for like twenty minutes, and then they're like, "Hey, this one <laughs> settles it all." Like, what were we doing, doing for the last nineteen th- minutes? Yeah. Chaz Batch. Who? Chaz, Bobby. <laughs> Chaz Batch. Go ahead, Monday for the win.
4: Oh, uh, Steel Valley. You called him Chaz.
3: Mundy is our winner.
1: <laughs> he didn't even know who you were saying. He was just I saying had no Luigi. Idea.
3: I did. Hey, it's gamesmanship. Congratulations to you, Mundy. I'm sorry, Ken Brown. Chaz, Chaz. I, for one, am positively stunned. Hey, Mundy, it was fun to uh, kibitz with you. Best wishes no, with awesome. uh, with Swizzle. So How do we check it out?
4: www.swizzle.com. S-W-Z-L-E.
3: S-W-Z-L-E. Good times. Hey, by the way, anybody ever told you you're a handsome devil? No, but thank you so much. No one's ever told you that before. A handsome devil? Yeah. No. Ken Brown, he's a he's a handsome guy, right? Yeah. yeah of course. He's a Pittsburgh guy. Yeah, exactly. MVP. 412. Handsome devil. He is a handsome guy, yeah. right? Yeah. Congratulations on that. Congratulations on everything. Thank you. You guys Appreciate get all the luck. Then the other people are me. But first, let me tell you about GetRoman.com and make sure you use it with slash damashek, Dameshek, D-A-M-E-S-H-E-E-K. Four-time baby maker Dave Damashek here with a reminder that most guys are terrible at taking care of their health. Whether it's a knee injury, bad bag, or something worse, guys are usually more comfortable rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor. And I can tell you, in my professional opinion, you definitely do not want to be rubbing dirt on it. In fact, that probably would be worse i'm not only what i'm like best case it's break even but potentially making matters even worse no um, that's not the cure for your erectile dysfunction. Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it, and I hope it's like 0 to 5% of guys who rub dirt on it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to get checked out for by a doctor and get treated for ED online. Roman is a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED and ship medications right to your door with Roman. No waiting rooms, no awkward face-to-face conversations, no uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy, no piles of dirt nearby in case you get tempted. You can handle everything online. All you have to do is visit GetRoman.com slash it's D-A-M-E-S-H-E-K, fill out a brief medical onboarding, chat with a doctor, and get FDA-approved ED meds delivered to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. For a free online visit, go to GetRoman.com. Slash Damashek. That's getroman.com slash Damashek for a free online visit. Again, getroman.com slash Damashek. Also, let me tell you about Control Center by Cavo. It's the one remote that does it all. No one knows how to work a remote like Dave Damashek, and this one gets my highest recommendation. This holiday season, help your loved ones take control of their TV with the gift of Control Center. Control Center cleans up your home theater so you can control everything connected to your TV with one easy-to-use remote. Stop wasting precious time searching for shows. You plug in your streamer, sound system, cable or satellite, even your game console. Yes, Control Center handles it all. It's easy for everyone to use, even your father-in-law who can't get the game on, let alone what Damashek's capable of doing with it. Next stop, the moon. Control Center works with Amazon Alexa, Google Home, so you can even watch TV hands-free. Relax this holiday season and enjoy stress-free TV with Control Center. Shop now. Get 40% off Control Center with promo code DAVE, D-A-V-E. That's $59.95, which is 40% off the regular pricing of ninety nine ninety five Control Center is available at CAVO, C-A-A-V-O.com. And Best Buy, Control Center by CAVO. One remote that does it all! Oh,
4: yeah. You're listening to Dave Dabashek.
3: Well, well, well. Look who it is. Hi,
2: Dave. The older brother, Eric Carr. I'm trying not to gloat. Is my facial expression giving it away?
3: You seem very the happy joy that you have I a have. glow
2: about you, and I don't like it one bit. I
3: apologize for that. Just you know what? 50%. All right, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what happened in the East Bay. First of all, were you there for it, David no, Carr?
2: I was not. You weren't there? No, I was in Oakland last week against Kansas City. Pittsburgh, I had a – not that I didn't have a great feeling about it, but, you know. It's a long way to go. It's a long way to travel. I figured I'd watch it at home. How uh, have you spoken with Derek since the game? He was elated. He was elated. Yeah, yeah. He was very excited about that about that victory. Um, Pittsburgh's a good football team. You got a good football team.
3: Are Are we sure about that at this point?
2: They just lost to the Raiders after all. If it If it had a rough patch, but well, I mean, your if your quarterback played the whole game, it might be different. He should He should come back in and help his team. All right, what about that? Was that
3: the weird was that bizarre? Have you ever heard of such a weird sort of I don't know miscommunication or or fuzzy communication or whatever. Wait, the Hall of Fame quarterback <laughs> was ready to go coming out of the locker room for right. the second half, but the head coach of the team who so at like, this point is probably not a future Hall of Famer decided <laughs> to stay with the backup QB inexplicably well no 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 it did have an explanation yeah they were in a rhythm yeah yeah coach Tomlin right? said uh yeah we, we yeah. were uh, you know it looked going like with the rhythm of a the game
2: rhythm of punting it back to the Raiders to give them more opportunities it was very interesting to me I mean you you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan you you see a lot of the shenanigans that happen with Ben um I if he was healthy enough to go in the game why wasn't he healthy 10 minutes you, before I, that. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out more. I, call, I, I was saying though, I mean, it, 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 they were going to wait until they were down. I, you could feel it. That uh, that's absolutely right.
3: Yeah. Can we survive? Can we keep seven? Yeah. Let's give them a break for the second and half and survive did. these lowly they, they, raiders they, except they that they, you keep, Yeah, but saying, they,
2: You keep saying lowly. I'm just fine. it's fine. I'll let it go.
3: How how's uh, Derek's frame of mind? He should does he feel well. a little bit? I mean, you say elated. That makes you know, with all due respect, he is your sibling. I know you care about him, but frankly, um, it sounds a little bit jerky. You know, well, like the,
2: I mean, it can be, be. He's elated. That? elated. It's. I mean, it was. Uh, it was their Super Bowl.
3: Okay, but does Derek understand that he has hurt the feelings of like a million or more people at one time?
2: Well, I think. I think like your parents would tell you when something happens negatively towards you, uh, you. A lot of times, you brought it on yourself with. It's, the Raiders aren't the first team that they've lost to in the last three or four weeks, so there's a pattern of behavior that's led to this. So I think that that's where we're, I think that's where we're at right now.
3: Do you want to call Derek up right now? I'd like to scold him or your mom. <laughs> my mom I'd was, like, was I'd like excited to. Ask,
2: too. They, were, they had, It was a good day for the Carr family. I'm not gonna lie. It was. Uh, call
3: someone from the Carr family up because I, I this won't stand. Or yeah. you can be the uh, the conduit for my message. That's fine. Send it. You've ruined an entire city's month of December. This is supposed to be a happy holidays, and now it's a sad one because of you, Derek Carr.
2: I'm still smiling. It's it's Why weird that, that I'm to still happy, no matter how angry you get. I think that's the joy of football. It's the joy of where we're at in this game. You don't think you Derek- had a rooting interest? I had a rooting interest. I'm smiling. You're upset. I've interacted with Mama
3: Carr on social media, and I'm quite certain that she understands that what Derek Carr did was (laughs) mean-spirited, and I think Mama Carr would agree with me that he owes the city of Pittsburgh and, in fact, Steeler fans the world over an apology for what he did. They they may not make the playoffs because of
2: what Derek did on Sunday. There were enough of them in Oakland. Um, You guys travel well. Yeah. You do travel well. If they don't make the playoffs, it, it's just what it is. You know, they they, Listen, they had their opportunities. The
3: Raiders not making the playoffs after they purged Khalil Mack. There was a the talent deficit to begin with. Yeah. There are teams around the NFL that just aren't up to snuff in terms of personnel. The Pittsburgh Steelers are not that mm. given not just this season, but in total with, let's say, the last half cent uh, last half decade. Levy and Bell, we know the whole story there. They didn't get anywhere close to a Super Bowl. Yes, they went to a title game in Foxboro, but that was a blowout from the jump. What would you make? I mean, is this does is it fair that Steelers fans are calling for the head of Mike Tomlin twelve years through his tenure. Stability is great, and that's what the Steelers uh, you know, they, they're very yeah. proud of that stability, the three coaches since 1969 and all that sort of thing. But at some point the 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 sum is not equaling the parts.
2: I, I think that there is there's something that's glaringly obvious. To people that are outside of Pittsburgh, and even people that, that watch the Steelers on a regular basis, and it, it all came to a head in the second half of that football game yesterday. Why is your quarterback standing on the sideline when he is clearly healthy enough to be in the football game? That kind of just tells you everything that has happened. I think, personally, and I know people say, "Oh, you don't like Ben Roethlisberger." I think Ben Roethlisberger is an extremely talented quarterback. I think he's, he had a, he actually technically had a great football game when he was in the game yesterday. Right. I think if he plays that entire game, I don't. I don't think that they have that lull for a quarter and a half where they don't score any points. He clearly went back in the game and walked down the field against the Raiders defense. Raiders defense hasn't been world beaters all year, so I think I think it comes down to that. Mike Tom, what, what is Mike Tomlin to do? Is he going to so just say go back Q, in the game? This is a QB issue. You're, I think so. From what you leadership from the quarterback position, period. That's it. The defense is good enough. So you would well, I mean, I think, mean, so. I, I think they have some
3: pass rushers. Quarter, they have guys I know, can but in the plays. last three weeks, the defense has been atrocious.
2: They're that not getting any stops. They have pass rush. That's I mean, a lot of teams don't even have that. At least they have some guys that can get to the quarterback. You know, I mean, that's that's something. Do
3: you think so? Uh, this is fascinating. So and, and that's a completely legitimate tack to take for all of his physical deeds, For all the victories, you think that the reason that the Steelers are not that they're letting a couple few games slip pretty much annually at this point and that they don't get one of those top two seeds, putting themselves in a nice spot to try to make a Super Bowl run is owed more to the quarterback than it is to the head coach.
2: Absolutely. Look at the we we know how important that game was yesterday. And yet a healthy enough Ben Roethlisberger stood on the sideline and watched his team go out there and do nothing for a quarter and a half. Like, if Dave Damaschek... Were the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you had hurt your ribs in the way that Ben Roethlisberger had, and you were healthy enough to be? Would you have gone back on the field the instant you came out of the locker yes,
3: room? Yes, but two things about that: Dave Damashek has a couple of things. One's called Moxie, the other one's called Grit. So yes, <laughs> I, would, uh, I would. I would be out. With that. On I don't. The know, field. I don't argue with
2: that at all. But so, that's where that's where my issue is with the Pittsburgh I, Steelers.
3: I wonder, though. I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but I wonder if. Um, if this uh, what something had to have gone down in the locker I agree. room. No, that's
2: the weird part. Because Tomlin yeah, leaving
3: the field tells the sideline reporter, "Yeah, he should be fine for the second half." And then he doesn't come out for the second half. And then he's in the locker room. I mean, I don't know—is he getting treatment of some sort? Uh, you know, and it Having doesn't snack. Doesn't kick in. Well, that might be a. But look, at, So I
2: well, I watch, uh, I watch the Pittsburgh Steelers practice. Yeah, it's fitting. an emergency. That's the fitting.
3: Steelers playoff hopes are dire I'm with you on life support.
2: I'm with you. Ben doesn't wear his helmet to practice. He kind of does what he wants. So you go to the game. and He's hurt and he's kind of hanging out. I'm going to make sure this really feels good. Maybe, you know, a lot of times he warms up in the tunnel. Maybe he was underneath the stadium throwing the ball around to make sure he feels good. We don't really know what happened under there. Fascinating and, insight, though. Yeah. I'm surprised because for all
3: the finger-pointing going on in the last couple few weeks there, I mean, I guess seven did take, take some heat for the bad pick in Denver yeah. in the waning seconds there. But otherwise, yeah. it's been much more about Tomlin and the <clears throat> kicking and the defensive stuff. I know that, the, and
2: that stuff's been bad, right? It hasn't been great. The kick. I mean, I don't know. I, honestly, did he slip? Maybe the field was bad. But, I mean, did we really think he wasn't going to hit the upright? even if he did get good contact. Mm-hmm. So, there's there's issues and Ben is not Ben is not the issue. Ben has won a ton of football games and he's a great quarterback. I just think that when you talk about not having home field advantage, understanding how important one or two games are every year, I think that there's just a little bit of a disconnect there with the quarterback.
3: Do you give the Steelers much of a chance? What's more likely that the Steelers beat new england in pittsburgh and then go to new orleans and win that one basically they have that worst split those two yeah. games or that it's more likely that they lose by a combined five touchdowns against those two i teams. think
2: that's more accurate do you really yeah just because of well the recent history of tom brady against the pittsburgh steelers and i don't think that it's i don't think it's a personnel thing at all i think it goes to one of your points with the as far as the defensive play callings tom brady they're going to line them up, spread them out, and make these guys that want to rush the passer. TJ Watt's going to be in coverage. He's not going to be, I mean, that's just what they're going to find a way to put him in coverage, and it's going to be difficult, and that's just what they've always done. And then you got New Orleans. So they do the same thing.
3: Um, well, listen, just please be sure you pass along my message to Derek Carr, that he hurt my feelings and he hurt my family's feelings. I understand. I want your mom to know about it and your dad and for Darren and everyone to know. That while they're out tripping the light fantastic and feeling happy, what a victory for the car family! You know, I want I want everybody at the car yeah. house at Christmas to take a second and be like, "The Damashek family is not I, happy right now."
2: I, I I can almost guarantee that there'll be a moment where we are only focused on the Damashek family and their okay. feelings around Christmas.
3: All right, I guess that I can something. promise you that. Please extend also my congratulations to Derek. What was your favorite
2: pass he threw? The one to Seth. The, de- the deep ball yeah. to Seth. I mean, that was pretty much what won the game. That was a pretty good throw.
3: Boy, they really, the Raiders, yeah, they were star-crossed throughout the game, and the Steelers refused yeah. to take everything that the Raiders were trying to give them with the 15-yard penalty. I'm telling
2: you, they had so many, so many penalties. All right, let's talk about something else. Okay.
3: Let's move on from this ugliness that has created clear division between me and David Carr the 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 future of the handsome Dave's professional football team is now in peril because of what Derek did so let's talk about uh let's talk about these rookie QBs okay is it possible by the way that um that all five rookie QBs drafted in the first round are going to work out I think it's great I mean literally yeah. they it could be a hundred percent. Yeah, it really could. Because it doesn't seem like Baker Mayfield's gonna flame out at no. this point. That seems hard to to imagine. Yep. Josh Allen looks good. It does. Lamar Jackson looks good. Yep. In a weird way, it's Darnold and Dar- Rosen. Darnold and Rosen
2: make me nervous. I mean I'm the most nervous about those two guys. And I think a lot of it is their their supporting cast. I I look at that and it's there's not much there. You know, Rosen makes some great throws. Um and, and Darnold he's got all the ability i think he is the most talented of all the guys as far as just having everything that you would want um they just don't have that great was, teams
3: that was them. nearly unanimous that yeah. darnold was the most and he still talented looks that way in. he
2: really still looks that way um but it is pretty incredible that all five guys are playing as well as they have have been
3: we've talked about it before and let's talk about it again now you can't just attribute everything to cold weather that well they right around december gets chillier out and defenses (laughs) start to play better but a lot of teams play in domes or they play in warmer conditions and everything although it did really seem like jared goff did not like the chilly air it didn't seem like the rams were comfortable in the chilly air combined with seeing lamar jackson sort of gash the chiefs is this now an indication that this is where even 2018, in the year of high offense and limited defense, yeah. that now in this last three weeks of the regular season and beyond, that the defenses are going to figure far more prominently than they have.
2: And I sort of love it. I, I really kind of like it. Huh? Because that's it's always been that way. Weather starts to change, it gets a little colder, and you have to start running the football and playing defense. And so that's why I think But that it's not
3: the cold, right? It's a, Isn't it more I don't know. A
2: practical? Isn't it that... Have you ever thrown a cold football or caught one? It's like a rock. Yes. It literally it. is a rock. The, the um... But...
3: But besides it's that though, isn't it more practically that now every offense has shown pretty much everything they have in the playbook and now every defensive coordinator has gotten a good look at every team's tendencies and you know what they're gonna do. Yeah. And now it's more of a matter can we stop them from doing what they wanna I do. Think there's some now of that, that we know exactly what they want to do.
2: Yeah, there's some of that. And then there it comes down to okay, well now now you just have to be more physical. And that's what coaches are kind of preaching now. It's like, okay, all the stuff's out of the bag, like all our smoke and mirrors and the tricks are gone. We have to be the more physical team. And every coach is even guys like Sean McVay, even though they didn't really stick to that mantra, you gotta run Todd Gurley more. I mean, your best player. You have to give him the football more. I don't care that he has, you know, he's averaging a yard and a half or two yards a carry. You still gotta hand it to him because that's just the way. That's just the way it is. That's the way football's always been. I I love the fact that it's going to come down to that, and that's why I mean, like like oh Joe Flacco, Lamar Jackson. Who should be Lamar Jackson? A hundred percent is the guy in Baltimore right now because of the defense that you're playing and the ability to run the football. That's all you need right now. You look at you know teams in the NFC. Um, I mean, look at the Cowboys how they're playing football. I mean that's. That's the way it is. Play good defense, be able to run it. Give it to Zeke forty times. That's what's going on. If you believe in the
3: copycat league and trends and everything else, the teams that are really best suited, teams that are have the balance of a top half dozen offense and a top half dozen defense the bears yeah the cowboys these are the teams that are Those more are The chargers they all based on recent history have a better chance of uh getting to the super bowl than even the patriots do or the I chiefs and agree. all these great stories yeah. that we've seen so far this year last question david carr well actually give me your win play show on your on the rookie qbs right now let's oh, get man. an update okay, let's that? redraft um i think let's ba- go let's go by the order that it would go first overall pick The Cleveland Browns are on the board. John Dorsey, pick anyone you want. Go ahead. I think he picks Baker again. Baker again.
2: Giants two. Giants two. They don't take Saquon is what you're saying. I don't know. I'm asking you. No, they don't have to. I think they still take Barkley. Do you? I think he's the best best rookie player. Okay. Yeah. Then the Jets. Uh, Man, that's tough. I th- I think it's the same order. I really do? do. Yeah, I think so because I think I think I would still take Darnold even after what I've seen. I I think that I don't know if I actually I don't know if I was the Jets if I would have taken him. That's tough because you, yeah, that's you have, right.
3: I, yeah, you're trying to inhabit the Jets' headspace, and of course they're yeah. not going to concede. Yeah, we made a big mistake. There. I'm talking <laughs>
2: about you, David. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I think that I think that I'd still take. I think I'd still take Sam.
3: All right, last yeah. question then, as Christmas fast approaches,
2: favorite uh, holiday
3: special. Among uh, among you and the kids when you sit oh, down, man. you got Rudolph. You got we uh, do. Santa Claus is coming to town. It's fun. Frosty. You know, we Grinch. watched
2: we watched uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh. Yes, two nights ago, uh-huh. Saturday night. It was great. Yeah, yeah I like that one a lot. That's one for all the Yeah, the, because everybody whole... can enjoy it. You know, the cat gets electrocuted, but then there's other things for the adults to laugh at, and the kids don't even understand what's happening. So it's good. If we've
3: learned anything over really these good. last few minutes, it's that the Carr family is heartless, laughing at an electrocuted cat <laughs> and the broken heart of Damashek. Yeah. <laughs> It's Enjoy that was fine.
4: Joy
0: You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses.